0: Bye. Welcome to episode 15 of Our Lincoln. This episode is sponsored by CityX, Visit Lincoln, Stokes Tea and Coffee, and the White Hart Hotel. I'm joined today by Nicola Elwood from Elwood Performance and Mastery. Nicola, good morning. Hello, good morning. How are you today? I'm great. Good. Thank you you very much for doing this. You're welcome. Do you want to uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your business, and we'll go from there?
1: Sure. So um, I'm a master coach. I work. In a few different fields, I kind of specialize in working with leaders, senior leaders in their organizations, working with them to help them show up as kind of the best versions of themselves so mm-hmm. they can lead their, their organization. I work also because i 'm a master coach i 'm kind of a specialist in communication and psychology behavior mm-hmm. and so I help managers communicate well yeah. to enable uh good relationships and engagement within organizations and then I also work with uh, sport as well so mm-hmm. I have quite a few clients from the sport world helping them think well play yeah. well be well brilliant all of that fantastic so yeah. before we did
0: like deep dive into like yeah. the leadership side and the coaching side mm-hmm. what was the journey that you went on to set up this business what was it that led you to mm-hmm. to do this mm-hmm.
1: so oh I don't know how to go back um I'd start to do a very potted history. Yeah. I, uh, my my first ever job was as a double glazing sales rep. Okay, I was like, I was that person who sat in the chair until two in the morning. Oh wow! Um, uh, and selling selling double glazing. Um, and I learnt more about people in that job than I had my entire life yeah. before. And I just flipping loved it. And I was really, really good. Cool. At, I was really I was really good at it. <laughs> yeah. um, I was good at it because I was just fascinated by people. Yeah. I left because of the ethics of double glazing. I didn't do uh-huh. it for very long, but. Basically, that kind of lit a fire in me around people and understanding people. I, I worked for an organisation called Dale Carnegie. Um, okay. and he wrote a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Okay, yeah. Everyone, you know, knows, so, the same. everyone yeah. knows the <laughs> yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. it's the book. Yeah, it's a book. And yeah. um, so I, I was trained as a leadership trainer and personal development trainer by them. Um, and I, I loved that. I loved helping people kind of thrive, really. Mm-hmm. I kind of, in my career I continued to work in leadership, in communication training in Lincoln Yeah. and I came to manage a team of coaches as part of my career Mm -hmm. and I loved it, I loved that whole one-to-one thing, I loved really good quality productive conversations. I looked into the industry of coaching. I found it to be very confused. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to find out more about okay, so what is coaching? Am I doing it right? Yeah. And so I signed up to do an MSC, uh, Masters in Coaching at Lincoln University. Mm-hmm. Three years yeah. full retrain. Yeah. Uh, the one of the toughest qualifications I've ever done in my life because it was all skills. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, and from there. I went on to work for an employee engagement and internal communications agency. Okay. I was their head of personal development, and that was great because I was able to go into organisations, coach in every industry, at every level, yeah. train managers in really great communication, um, and then the opportunity came for me to actually set up on my own. I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it, yeah. so I did yeah. it. <laughs> um, and it has been the best decision I've ever made in my life. And. I'm working with the best clients and enabling the best outcomes. And yeah, I flipping love it.
0: Fantastic. So let's talk. Um, before we'll jump into sports coaching later on, but yeah. let's talk about the more like business side of it to begin yeah. with and leadership. Yeah. So, how does a uh, how when somebody wants to work with you, how does it how does the process start and how do you work with them because you want to bring out sort of those leadership qualities in them? Yeah. So How do you go about doing that with somebody?
1: Um, people, I guess I generally. I don't really advertise, I generally get found or re- recommended. Yeah. Um, and either they have a need, so I think I'd mentioned earlier on, I kind of work with the individual, I'm a specialist in mindset. And uh, helping people thrive in terms of who they are, yeah. how they show up, how they behave, how they communicate. So very often, people will come where they recognise there's more possibility and more potential within themselves. Yeah. So we start off with okay. So what is that potential? Mm-hmm. Where are we going? What is the possibility? What do you want? Yeah. And um, and it's always I I love it because I'm I often call myself a performance coach because it's about that. That moving forward, that moving upwards. Yeah. It could be a career progression thing. It could be just a personal development progression thing. Um, it could be do you know what, I want to communicate better with my team or I want to have better relationships with my line manager. It it's about improvement. Yeah. So we always start with, okay, so what are we, what are we moving towards? Mm-hmm. And then based on that, it's a case of, right, how do we move towards that? Yeah. And that's where my wide, wide toolbox of experience comes in. Yeah, so I was
0: going to ask about it like that, but once somebody's made that decision to work with you and they, they, yeah. they either want support to be a leader or to communicate better with their team, yeah. that sort of thing, what, is it like activity-based? Is it mainly talking-based? What are the uh, steps that that person has to go through to reach where they want to be?
1: oh gosh it's uh it's it's totally dep- down to the individual yeah. so uh if we are if they want to enhance how they um, how they feel about themselves how they how they come across more confidently more assertively, I will utilize um NLP, so neuro linguistic mm-hmm. programming. That's all about excellence in thinking and communication. Um, I will utilise um, technique and my skills to enable them to change their thinking and their behaviour and their yeah. communication. If um, if they want to communicate better, for example, I will help them understand their own communication. Mm-hmm. So I work with I work with a tool which. Unveils our unconscious motivators, okay. it goes pretty deep, yeah, and it helps it 's it's, it's, uh, it's extreme it 's light but it 's deep, mm-hmm. and it helps you understand why you are the way you are, and it helps you understand your thriving version yeah. and your more unproductive version okay. yeah. um, and those two different versions communicate and behave in very different ways yeah so I help people be- almost raise their self awareness. Mm-hmm. So that they can then work out how to move forward from that. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. Everything I do, I guess coming back to your original question, everything I do starts with, with raised self-awareness. Yeah. It's kind of like, who am I? What's going on for me now? Yeah. Um, and then how do we move forward? in a really tailored appropriate way yeah
0: excellent do you find that a lot of your clients are people that are already performing at a top level or they're people that are aspiring to reach that level or is it a mixture half of the half. two half and half, half yeah and half, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, coaching has got a bit of a um in some organizations in some industries coaching has a bit of a reputation for something that you do when there's a problem to fix hmm yeah, you know, and that's that's not really what coaching is about. Coaching is just about movement from from A to B. Yeah, um, yeah. The word coach is you, know, you get on a coach. to move. Yeah. <laughs> that's where yeah. it comes from the word Coachella. It's uh, it's um it's about movement, movement forward, and so it doesn't have to be about a problem. However, some people do come to me where they have something that they want to. You know, they're, they're coming from a um, a deficit place that they yeah. want to improve on something many of the people, like I've got one client at the moment, bless him, he's come to me and he's just like, I just know there's more potential. I know there's more possibility in there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, right, okay, good, come on then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <fantastic, laughs> Let's yeah. see what we find, yeah. you know. And and that's that's amazing. And I think that's important to state, actually. The the coaching journey is always driven by the individual. Yeah. It's not driven by me. Mm-hmm. I'm just the person skilled to work with them in that moment to know what to say, think or do yeah. to to make them change. Yeah, okay. Move. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. And d- do you find as well I don't I I guess that most of your clients come to you. Yeah. You don't ever get people like referred from a um from an employer and they say oh you need to work with Nicola yeah, or you do. And yeah, do do you ever find any resistance to that process yeah, or, yeah you do yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's, what's it like working when you're cause obviously if you are working with somebody that's fully engaged in the process and yeah. they, they come to you because they want your help but if someone's referred onto you how do you get over those barriers if somebody's thinking I don't need this service or... I think
1: I think that's where my skill comes in mm-hmm. I I generally I generally heighten self-awareness very quickly yeah um, build I, damn, I sound like I'm to my own horn here a little bit but I, right. I build rapport with people yeah. very quickly yeah. so I create that safe space yeah um and I'm just honest with them. Look, it's, it's not my journey. It's your journey. You're, you know. Okay, so we're here. Yeah. What? How can we use our time? Yeah, <laughs> know? Sure. What would you like? <laughs> yeah. You know, your yeah. your employer has created this space for you. Good on them. Good on you for being here. Yeah. yeah. What should we do?
0: Yeah. And how long would a session usually last? That you on uh, an initial basis? Uh, I
1: I like to have a good ninety minutes. Yeah. Um. Sometimes two hours. Sometimes a little more. I'm not. Yeah. Presu- I'm not. Too, I'm not too prescriptive on that um, some of my clients like I had one last week and we were, we were in there for good chunky two hours yeah. it was fantastic yeah. you know really but the time goes like that yeah absolutely um, yeah so it, it really it really does does vary, but I'd say that the standard is about ninety minutes. Yeah, I think if
0: you're trying to have like deep and meaningful conversations, an yeah. hour just doesn't cut it, does no, it? it? You can't. Ex- yeah. <laughs> if you've got
1: if you've got a coach telling you an hour, that's that's really not enough to make yeah. a change. Not 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 significant change.
0: Yeah. Okay, and you sort of uh, a few minutes ago alluded to the fact about sort of coaching being perceived as uh, addressing a problem. And we spoke before we sort of started recording about the fact that, and we spoke the first time we met actually about the number of coaches there are yeah. these days and that yeah. um, everyone seems to be, uh, be a coach. What are your thoughts on the industry in general? Because and, and it, it has, in, sort of from an outsider's perspective, really boomed over, in recent years. Yeah. So many more people taking on this kind of work. Yeah. How do you think the industry's changed? And, and what do you think about the number of people now that are operating as a coach?
1: I don't think the industry has changed I think there are a lot more coaches. Yeah. Um when I when I started my masters I started it because I wanted to understand okay so what is coaching. I mm-hmm. was officially at the time a coach a coach team manager. Yeah. And when I when I went into start my uh, masters the first the, I remember the first couple of sessions I literally had the rug pulled from under my feet because Mm -hmm. I suddenly realised what I was doing was not coaching; it's mentoring. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I, I wanted to. It quickly became evident to me that I wanted to get really clear on what coaching was and how to do it to the very best ability. Yeah. To to uh, integrity is a big thing for me and 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 being the best I can be as a skilled coach. So to know what a skilled coach was first off yeah. was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the first year of study was okay so what is coaching, what is mentoring, what is training, mm. what is managing, yeah. what is leading. Yeah, what is counselling? Yeah. Yeah. So um it's it's being absolutely clear and my from from my perspective, my um my research piece for my for my masters Mm -hmm. was okay, so what value do HR and and sort of senior leaders in organisation what value do they find in terms of having coaching skills within the organisation? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember one organisation that I interviewed a Lincoln based large major employer in Lincoln I remember them saying we we value it where our coaches know what they're doing Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so they know when they're coaching they know when they're mentoring and they use each hat appropriately okay when it comes to being a coach I class myself as quite a pure coach so a master coach is a pure coach I can coach anyone on anything yeah I remember one particular co- sports coach asking me uh, about a year ago when I first met him, he said, well, how can you coach if you don't know how to play golf? Mm. And he was a coach himself. And I, and I found that really challenging to answer yeah. respectfully. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, well, yeah, of you obviously don't know what coaching is, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, uh, but I got, I got around that and, as, and as, a, as a coach I can coach anyone anything because coaching is about it's a communication skill set yeah. it's an understanding of behaviour it's an, understa- an understanding of how we how we form our construct of the world mm-hmm. uh, and it's knowing how to how to ask the right questions how to uh, help people see their own world experience and feel their own world yeah. to make their own change Yeah. Many coaches in in the UK internationally call themselves they may call themselves a business coach or they may them call themselves a nutrition coach. Mm -hmm. That's a distorted version of what coaching is because ultimately they're inputting their knowledge, their their input into how to do something however what they're saying is the, the right way yeah it's just one way yeah and so it's, it's a, a service as opposed to a coach. Service. Yeah, yeah completely yeah. completely it's mentoring yeah yes yeah, based on my based on my experience here is what i recommend you do or yeah. based on the theory here is what i recommend you yeah. do okay and and that's if you if you take a pure coaching approach to to that situation you realize that actually that is one way it's not the way mm-hmm. And also, uh, it may not work for the individual because they are not the person who is telling them. Right, yeah. Yeah, They've got a whole different way of being, a whole different personality, a whole different life experience, a whole different culture and belief set. Yeah. They may not want to do it the way that that person does it, and they may not feel it, it may not serve them or suit yeah, them. Okay. So a, a coach is flexible to changing their style, changing their content to the needs of the individual. Okay.
0: And you mentioned there about, uh, sort of, the, it appears to be the fine line between coaching, mentoring and counselling. Do you sort of have to tread those three areas while you're working with people? Do you find that people kind of then start to kind of feel a bit more like they may share problems with you that are not just career based or does it all form part of the same
1: package? There's, there's a, f- okay, so there's two things even what you just said there. Okay. So, um, so in terms of that fine line, I yeah. see it as a very clear line. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, I almost call it like, a, it's like a continuum of information direction. Yeah. So when I, am ca- when I am mentoring you, I'm telling you information. Yeah. When I'm managing you, I'm telling you information. Yeah. When I am coaching or counselling you, I'm generally drawing it out of you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure. So it's a, it's a direction of information. But from
0: the person that you're coaching's perspective, would yeah. they not necessarily see that clear distinction? No. 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 Yeah.
1: Okay. so that's the skill of a coach yeah yeah so a, co- a coaching conversation feels like a lovely safe rapport rich yeah. um uh productive change orientated conversation yeah that okay. champions them yeah yeah in terms of that bit that you said at the end there around as the whole, whole of them come in the ho- they start talking about other parts of yeah. their life yeah yes completely yeah. yeah um the best coaches Will go to the whole person. Yeah. Because it's the whole person that runs the show.
0: Yeah. And I guess a lot of people's motivation would be. Completely. Like, you know, surrounded by the things outside of work anyway. Completing. So, like their family yeah. and those sort of things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you ask, if you go down to core values generally, most, yeah. you know, <laughs> I've done a lot of values exercises over the years and core values very often come down to that family space. Yeah. Yeah. And we are. We are all human, and to I, I cannot think of one single client where outside of work has not come not in a bit of factor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That unfortunately, we spend a lot of time at work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, why we choose to do what we do, how we show up, the resources that we have within us, um, they are all affected and affected by by the the life that we have. Yeah. So um we are a, we are a product of our culture and our experience um and sometimes that that uh, sometimes we as individuals need work <laughs> yeah. yeah need need work on before we can even think about what we're here to tackle to do with work. Yeah 100 yeah? So yes, that's why I say I very often work on the individual yeah within the role Okay, and that's why I can coach anyone on anything. Brilliant. And I wanted
0: to come back to what you said Sorry, there about yeah. the golf uh, yeah. scenario. Yeah, yeah. So you said that uh, somebody said to you, How, yeah. do "You coach golf if you can't yeah. play golf." Or yeah, don't, yeah. You know. Yeah. So for good. let's talk about the sport side of things then. So, because um, golf is a good example actually, because it's a very technical s- sport, and the technique is a major, major part of, of yeah. the game. Obviously. Yeah. So, not being uh maybe an expert in golf, I don't know maybe you are, I don't know. I've got no clue. No, no. So people's perception that you can't coach golf if you can't yep. play golf or you don't you know you don't know the technique of, of uh, you know, what makes the perfect golf shot, for example. Yeah. So how do you do that then? And, and, yeah. is, and is that the same across many sports? There's, a, there's quite Fair a lot of sport. examples around, um, in football, for example, some yeah. of the best coaches in the world, have, have, like there's that question over whether they ever played at the highest level of the yeah, game, and actually no. a lot of them didn't. No. Um, so how do you approach that then from a from a coach's perspective? You're not an expert in the sport and you no. don't know it inside out. So what is the approach that you take?
1: So... The bet I've worked just to answer your question, I, I'll, I'll go to the kind of type of sport. So golf, football, um, triathletes. Um, I'm just trying to think who I've worked with. Tennis players, cyclists. Yeah. Um, heavy uh, weightlifting. Yeah. Yeah, all different sports. So I've worked across all different sports and. When they think well, when they feel good, mm-hmm. when they are thriving, when they have that physiological sensation of just feeling excellent, yeah. that is when they're going to perform to their mm-hmm. best, yeah? So I work with golfers um, specifically to help them understand who they are when they are playing their very best version, yeah. yeah? How they think, how they feel, how they talk to themselves, how they talk to others, how they, uh, how they show up. Um, what they 're conscious of and what they 're not conscious of mm-hmm. when they are there absolutely yeah. in that moment yeah. in their best thriving version yeah yeah, so um, very quickly, one of the things that we often do is we understand what I call it their high performing state, mm-hmm. yeah, so what is their high performance state, and uh, we we access that, and we get very clear within that, yeah, and then we put that into a bit of a mental routine. Mm-hmm. um so, that is one example of of kind of how I work with golf. And to give you an example of, uh, I got I sort of fell into it. If I'm honest, mm-hmm. about three years ago, I was uh, I met um, a a chap um, here in Lincoln who's a SNC coach, a chap called Sam Vickers, who I work with very closely now. Yeah. Um, and he he introduced me to an amateur golfer. Did some really good work utilizing that um and from him i got introduced to um the pro at Newark, mm-hmm. who introduced me to um a professional golfer who hadn't made the cut for um hadn't made the cut for a few months we had three sessions together and he went out and played his next tournament and came third wow and then came fifth yeah. and then came 12th and then came third i was like flipping heck this is this is something interesting here yeah yeah, yeah? yeah. so Golf is such a technical game, mm-hmm. and people get caught up in that technical game. Yeah, where they, enjoy, if you ask a golfer, how do you, you know, what's it like when you play really well? They go, oh, I just don't really think about it. Yeah. I, just, I just play. I think it's the same in every sport. Well, Completely. You know? Yeah, this, this yeah. is it. Yeah. It's the same with every sport. Yeah. If you think well, if you feel good, if you if you're just yourself, light and easy, you just play well. Yeah. 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 So it's and and that playing well will be very uniquely different for every single person Mm -hmm. so what I'm trained to do is understand and almost codify what is your version of thinking well feeling great yeah and helping you learn to do that yeah um one of my clients um I started working with in January and he he bless him he 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 treated our work like an absolute project, mm-hmm. and his first tournament on on professional tour, he went out and I think he came fifth, uh, and then the next one he came eighth, mm-hmm. um, doing really really well. And he played at the British Open actually, oh wow, um, in the summer in July, uh, and he's just finished his season and he's and he's doing great. Fantastic, and, yeah. Do you work with teams
0: as well? Because I guess that's a different presents a different challenge, doesn't it? In terms um, of,
1: I, do you know I I haven't no, no not really no. no. Um, I tend to work with the individual within the team. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah so I work with teams in business yeah but, but not in sport, in sport. yeah and yeah, mm-hmm. I guess
0: the dynamics there in business and sport quite same, similar parts, it'd be the yeah. same thing yeah.
1: yeah I just haven't yet you know I guess I'm three years in and golf has been my main thing yeah um I talked with a couple of the championship football clubs last year um mm-hmm. but yeah it's, uh, it's 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 an unknown yet yeah okay
0: yeah. So I wanted to also talk a little bit about uh, NLP, yeah. neurolinguistic programming That's yeah. a mouthful so it is a mouthful. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know a huge amount about that, and maybe some people listening won't be that familiar with it so yeah. could you and, and I don't want to sort of like simplify it by saying, can you give us a brief <laughs> synopsis of what it is, but how does it, how do you use it, what is it and how do you use that to support people because it it's a new concept to me
1: yeah. Yeah, and it's wide. It's yeah, really huge. Yeah. It's a huge build, and it's got the worst name ever. Yeah, um, I think that um, I think that when they came up, come up with the name. I think they thought of it off the top of their head because it's basically how we think, how we talk, and how we behave. Right. Like the programs that we run. Yeah. So neuro linguistic programming. Yeah. And uh, it's it's the study of what works. Mm-hmm. So when you are thinking, feeling. Great. Yeah. When you are working in a way, behaving and feeling in a way that is just completely natural, almost how do you do that mm-hmm. in terms of what you think, what you say to yourself, what you feel? Yeah. Um, and it, NLP offers a, 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 almost like a roadmap of the mind mm-hmm. and how it works. Yes. Yeah. And um, so if you think about your day to day, when you go about your world, what you see is what you think about mm-hmm. yeah what you think about creates an emotional response mm-hmm. that emotional response if done often well that's right that emotional response creates a behavior
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if done enough often enough that creates a habit yeah so we have a habitual program that we run so I don't know if you ever have those people that you meet and they create that response in you that isn't always particularly productive. Yeah, I'm sure everyone has those. Yeah, yeah. And that is us doing that to ourselves. Okay, wow. Well, yeah? Yeah. So what is that program that we're running inside and how resourceful is that? How yeah. productive is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah? If it's not productive, we can change the process and yeah. change the program. Okay, yeah? yeah. So very often I will have people come to see me who have massive limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be something, well, it can be, Really, about themselves and their self esteem and their sense of self worth, or it can be as simple as that person doesn't like me. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, we didn't get on, therefore it didn't work. Okay. So that's your belief. You know, what's more productive around that? You know, what do you want to do about that? Mm-hmm. So um, our beliefs are just thoughts mm-hmm. and thoughts can be changed. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, one NLP has a number of kind of known truths and understandings um, within it, and one of those is we all have the resources within us to achieve the outcomes and the success- successes that we want. Yeah, it's just a case of utilizing those resources. So, in, an- in answer to your question, NLP goes far and wide, it's about understanding how we form our beliefs mm-hmm. to kind of summarise what I've just said how we form our beliefs and how to challenge those and yeah. change our thinking um, it utilises language and uh, our construct of language and learning how to change and challenge our language mm-hmm. and when, we t- when I talk about language our internal dialogue as okay. well yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then it also works in another field in terms of working with the unconscious. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you know what I said about when you see that person and it creates an unproductive response? Yeah. For many people that could be like a physiological thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be like a, uh, like a, like a, a panic or yeah. a sickness. Yeah. yeah. So that's an unconscious response. Uh-huh. And I'm trained to... Work with that unconscious response as well. Yeah. It almost goes towards hypno hypno wow. hypnotherapy. Yeah. Okay. So when you're trained, um, and this can be again dependent on who you're trained by because certain practitioners have certain preferences. Um, but the wide version of NLP deals with the conscious and the unconscious and the mm-hmm. unconscious. Yeah. Um, so I'm trained to go to that unconscious space and help people change the deep program yeah. that runs, that creates the physiological unproductive wow. response. Okay. And do
0: you do that with all of your clients Absolutely. or is it just, you do? Yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow.
1: So, um, yeah, I've got, I can think of, you know, uh, senior mm. international sales managers I've had in this state of trance, you know, yeah. in the, in oh, the wow. boardroom, <laughs> coaching room. <you laughs> know? Yeah. Um, and, um, It's life changing to be honest with you because it's all about them in their role showing up as the version of themselves that they want to be and overcoming the limiting, the limiting response. So I often get people who come to see me where they've had Uh counselling and talked it out. Uh Yeah. Counseling for me is—I'm a big advocate of counseling because yeah. I think counseling has a space to get stuff out, to see it, to you know, to see it in front of you and yeah. know what it is and know what that's about, and then leave it behind. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, what it can do—if it, it can also compound it.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think yeah. um, I I—I I do think it's a great thing, but I also think it can be quite a cynical industry because actually. Yeah. Um, not in the um, public sector, you know, um, ones that are funded, but I think that it's within a councillor's interest for you to quite, yeah. continue to yeah. have issues. Because <laughs> that's their business model. Absolutely. Um, so I do think that it can be in some ways, be quite, not that, I don't want to say that about every yeah. uh, everybody, but I do think it, it, my perception is... Um, having access counselling services before yeah. and not the person that I that I've been to see. But in general in the industry yeah, no. I do think that is they've got a vested interest in Completely. you carrying on to turn up so, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And
1: and the most ethical of, of counsellors won't. Mm. Yeah. So mm. um, I you know, I, I've got many clients that have come to see me from seeing a counsellor, had I don't know, four to six sessions, dealt with it, got it clear, ready to move forward, yeah. change the thinking, move towards what they want instead. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I work quite collaboratively with, with counsellors yeah. and those ethical ones that believe there is a, an end point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, equally, when I'm doing change work and NLP work, I know that if I am seeing someone for more than six sessions, I'm not doing something right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, change can be fast and easy. hmm so it's my skill set to ensure that change is fast and easy for my client. Yeah. Um, when I'm working more of a, on more of a pure coaching level, um, where, uh, yes, it's, I'm kind of doing slightly less NLP maybe. And that may be a slightly longer relationship Mm -hmm. because that's about, that's about that. They may just want someone to stand by their side and help them see where they're going and, and navigate that path. um, so sorry, I've gone back. Go on, what, what was your question? I don't know. We've gone off the off the tangent there. It's really fascinating. Let's
0: move it on. Let's talk about so um, another uh, not part of your role, but another uh, role you take up is as the the new chair of the mm. Lincoln Business Club. Yeah. How did you get involved in that, and what uh, what is it that you want to achieve through yeah. through the business club? Because yeah. I you very kindly invited me to speak there in, a couple of weeks ago, and That's there's seventy two businesses there. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so what is your vision for that group and and why did you want to get involved as the chair
1: yeah so I'll ask the uh, answer the second question first so um I gosh about when I worked as um a leadership trainer for Dale Carnegie running their courses I um I used to go to the club Mm -hmm. and it was about 80 90 members I think it was um chap called Eddie Strangle used to um, run it Yeah, loved it really really great group um, it was the kind of one I consistently went to and then I went in house and went off and, and didn't, didn't go for about, probably about 10 12 years or something yeah. uh, when I came back into the world of Lincoln um, uh, back into you know, getting people to know who I am again I realised you know, No one knows who I am. The whole, you know, world of who's here has had changed. There's only a few, a few people who are yeah. still from that community. And I went along to the to the um, business club. Saw Zoe um, doing a grand job. And mm. there was, I think, there was about forty forty or so members at the time. I didn't realise that it had gone right down to low mem- low numbers. Yeah, about I think 12, Zoe 15. did a huge amount. Didn't she she did. Really she did. She's done more. a cracking, cracking job. Um, and. Um, and I I sat there and I thought, oh God, there's so many networking groups and you see the same people in the same places <laughs> yeah, yeah. all the time, you know, lovely people. And, you know, we're all spending a lot of money <laughs> on networking yeah. here. And, and I thought, okay, so where do I want to place my time? And I, and I thought in that moment, I thought, do you know what? If Zoe ever st- stepped down, mm-hmm. I'd probably consider doing that. Mm-hmm. Literally about two weeks later, she, she'd announced that she was stepping down. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. And so I... I chucked my hat in the ring, and I didn't really know anyone. I just said, "Look, I, I know this club. I, I know what it's capable of, and I, I kind of have a vision for it. And in terms of, I, well, I was elected based on what I'm about to say, but uh-huh. but my vision for the club is to, is to have have the club to be the voice of business in Lincoln. Uh-huh. Yeah." I have a, a vision for the members of that club to have the best opportunities available to them, to support each other equally, to be connected with communities outside of the commun- business community, yeah, yeah. so I don't know, the likes of, uh, I don't know, the council, the university, uh, Visit Lincoln, Lincoln Big, um, all the large communities um, and large employers, yeah um so that it's mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. Everyone is raising their eyes up for yeah. the good of Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I feel quite passionate about I've always felt quite passionate about business mm-hmm. um and and potential and possibility. You know, yeah. I'm a coach, I'm an NLP coach. It's all about what is possible here. So I come at at um at being the new chair with a very um uh, or the possibility mindset, yeah, I just believe that if we if we do what works, and there are a number of things that work really well with the club, like the table networking is really important yeah. um, uh, um, giving opportunity for people to sponsor and you know demonstrate who they are to people yeah. is really essential, and if we if we get people looking outwards, invite people in uh-huh. so that 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 communication that dialogue around business and potential and possibility happens at a louder and a wider level yeah um, that's only going to serve Lincoln
0: I think so and it's great to hear what you said there about sort of the eyes up approach mm. and sort of every, everyone working together to to for the benefit of Lincoln and yeah. I think there there's a couple of the, there's a lot of networking groups in Lincoln a couple of them Lincoln Business Club, Lincoln X, I think is another one where it yeah. gets people together that are all yeah. of uh, similar mindset to work together to uh, yeah. uh, for the benefit of the city. Yeah. I think there can be a perception of some networking clubs that are quite insular and quite sort of. Yeah. Uh, I, my sort of feelings on the ones that are very referral based and sort yeah, of yeah, like sure. you have to turn up and say, well, this this month I've done this, this yeah, and this yeah. for you, and that. yeah. I, that's not really my way of working necessarily. I, I much prefer the approach of kind of a. a A joint working approach, everything to the benefit of Lincoln. So it's great to hear that that's kind of the way that you want to take it. Completely,
1: completely. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I did i for. Three or four years, um, which is the, the organisation I think you're talking about. Um, and i got huge, I got huge value out of it. I know a and lot of people and that I, do, yeah. And yeah and I, I, don't I don't
0: mean I just in particular. Sorry. but uh, Yeah, no, but it, that is that sort of model. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to you know, speak down about a particular club in... Because uh, I've never been to that one, so I don't know. But that's just my feeling is more of a sort of collaborative approach. And I suppose that is collaboration in a way, but it's very much led it's, on... It's different. It's, yeah. it's
1: about, for that, I... I think there's a place for it and I see yeah. it as, I see it's very different actually. Mm. Um so I have that I have that format with a few partners in Lincoln yeah. so I have a few people like on one hand mm-hmm. who uh we have a relationship with each other where um we proactively help each other yeah, which you is know, great yeah. which is great which is that kind of model yeah. yeah. Um but then um also there's this whole sense of community. Mm. I I think I come at things a bit differently to some people. I don't believe in competition. Mm. I believe there's enough business in this world. Yeah, there's a lot. Everyone, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe if we do things collaboratively, our potential is better. Yeah. That's my belief. Yeah. Um I don't have an ego. Um I I I want to do I'm very other centred. I know my own psychological profile. Yeah. Um I am very focused on making a difference to other people and it's and it's therefore not about me. So you know where there are other groups i'm like well how can we work together to be even better yeah you know to yeah. serve our community yeah, definitely it's not about the a wedge for me we're not for, we're not for profit mm-hmm.
0: you know yeah,
1: so yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: that's great so let's talk about uh lincoln more yeah. widely than in terms yeah. of as a place to to live and work yeah. so um you're not from lincoln originally, i'm not. Though, you know so what was it that brought you to lincoln in the first uh, place and then yeah. what was it that made you stay here yeah
1: so um uh, i so I'm from I'm from Essex, um, in between Colchester and Ipswich, and I also lived in Cambridge for ten years whilst I was at uni, and I moved up here because my husband, um, joined the RF, and after mm-hmm. his first posting was at Coningsby, mm-hmm. I refused to live on camp, <laughs> and I wanted to just set, you know build a community of my own, yeah. And so I chose to live in Lincoln. Yeah, fantastic. And um, Lincoln for me is, it's. It's a very unique city. Mm. Um, it's very unique because it's a city, but it's also a village. <laughs> and it's also <laughs> a small town, yeah, you know, yeah. depending on where you live. So yeah. I live uphill, you know, right five minutes from the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, my, my office is there as well. And um, I can walk into the bale and I see everyone yeah. I know. Yeah, you know, it's, it's awesome. like a village, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's wonderful in that way. And... Um, and it's a real sense of it is a sense of community everyone knows each other and everyone is there for each other i we plan to stay here for 4 years mm-hmm. 16 years later wow. yeah. i'm still here <laughs> <laughs> um and I remember one of my friends saying to me when I, when I moved here, because I got involved in the amateur dramatic scene here very okay. quickly. Yeah. So, um, so I've, done, I've, I've acted in the, at the uh, drill hall a lot. And mm-hmm. that community, I remember them saying to me, Lincoln i will get its claws into you. Y- yeah, you probably yeah. won't go. And so, yeah, so like 16 years ago. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a great
0: place to live. Like, obviously, I am from here. But, uh, apart from three years at uni, I've lived here all my life. my wife, like we said before, we saw his story coming. is not from here, but she absolutely loves it here now yeah. too. And I can't imagine that, and that we'll leave during yeah. our careers at yeah, least. You know, because yeah, yeah. just love living and working here. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So, on that note, what are some of your favorite things about the city in terms of whether it's like places to go, things to do, events, uh-huh. that sort of thing? What is it about it that
1: I'm quite? Oh gosh, um, mm, I'm easily pleased. Yeah. I'm easily pleased, and you know, I have a little dog, and and I love nothing more than work than walking around the bale when it's gone quiet, when all the Tourists and you know, and when it, when the hubbub has died down and just walking around, I mean, if you follow me on Instagram or on on social media or LinkedIn, you'll always see me posting pictures of the cathedral <laughs> and the leaves <laughs> yeah. and how yeah. stunning this city is. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it is, and um, it's just so beautiful. And when I moved up here, um, <laughs> a few people who are sort of more sort of Essex based like, where's Lincoln? Why would you want to go there? And I'm like. Come and have a look. It's amazing. Yeah. Come and have a yeah, look. Yeah. Come and look at see what what is you know what is here, and I went to America and um, I've been to America a few times mm. um, and. They're always fascinated by English people, aren't they? You know, yeah. our history is so much older than theirs. And I showed them a picture the people we got chatting to, I showed them a picture of Lincoln Cathedral they were just blown away. Yeah. And one of them actually came over as a result, you know, to see it. And the very it's... same
0: thing happened to me in uh, Ravello this summer. Oh, okay. Somebody was staying in the wow, same place as us from Brooklyn mm. and they said, Oh, where are you from? from Lincoln, I've oh, not heard of that. I showed them like pictures of like the Castle yeah. the Cathedral and the Bell Gate. Like, oh my god, I'm i am coming know, here. I know and it's yeah.
1: it's so stunning and um, and I spent ten years living in Cambridge. And have you been to Ely before? No, so I haven't. Been. Ely, um, the cathedral there was built at the same time as Lincoln Cathedral, okay. and they're v- virtually very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all kind of up on a on a hill. Yeah. So it's kind of got a similar similar vibe to it. And um, yeah, so it's to be honest, it's 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 the feel of the town. It's yeah. the history. It's um, I love nothing more than just wandering around, and you know, I run around with my exercise. And, yeah. Um, Oh gosh, what else do I love doing? Um any
0: favourite restaurants or uh, bars oh, or yes, events that go restaurants. on?
1: Restaurants. Um my husband's a good cook so we don't actually go out that very yeah. often. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I love Bronze Pig, um, um, Amons, you know, all all the all the love you know, the lovely restaurants. Yeah, yeah, but equally yeah. I just love going down to sometimes and getting just oh gosh, what's it? Pomodoro I basilico on oh, yeah. New toccetti. Has it? Oh, has it? Yeah, yeah. Same know. same over, Yeah, so yeah. um, like, just, you know, take a bottle of wine, really good Italian, good value food, just mm-hmm. the best. Yeah, yeah. That, that's probably one of my favourite restaurants, actually. If you like
0: Italian food, Trattoria di Vicenza. Yeah, 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 the that's the, on the opposite, yeah. On the opposite yeah. side. Yeah, really yeah nice. that's, yes, yeah, yeah. so I've
1: been there plenty of times. So... Just those little, um, independent run, um, restaurants. And I think that's something quite nice about it because there's loads of those. Mm. Um, you know, the, I'm quite into my beer. I like yeah, beer, yeah, nice, um, real nice. ale. So, mm-hmm. um, my local, my local is the Strugglers. Strugglers is yeah, yeah, So, yeah. um, yes, I have my own pint, pint glass behind the bar. You right? have your own pint glass? <laughs> <off>. Wow. <laughs> <you're> popular, <okay. laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah, my husband, yeah, I got it. I got him his for, for, for Christmas. Um, and, uh, Yes. I'm quite a newcomer to the
0: Strugglers, actually. One of my friends is a, is a regular there, and mm-hmm. uh, it's always like I would say it's his first choice pub to go to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm quite a newcomer. I do like it a little snug on the right hand side. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Cool.
1: Um, you know, you I mean, Anna is fabulous. Uh, I've known her many years now. Um, she does so much for the community, um, and we knew that we were. Regul classed as regulars when it was Christmas market weekend and it was rammed in there. Packed, packed, ridiculous. We, me, and my husband and a few others walked in, and bless her. And I said, "Let me just move people out the snug so that you can sit around the round table." (laughs) We're like, "Yes." Yeah. (laughs) It's no, it's it. um, So there, beer heads. um, uh, Yeah, it's. Some really good real ale pubs that um that I think Lincoln is is quite rich with that yeah definitely. um you know going outside of the city itself Woodall Spa is one of my favorites I mean obviously uh-huh. I, I work with Eng- England Golf are one of my one of my clients and I work with them a lot um um and I love going to the Kinema and and yeah, doing all that so good, all that stuff yeah. you know so um yeah, Lincolnshire, Lincoln and Lincolnshire is a little gem. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I think
0: um, you just mentioned there about people from from back home sort of saying, "Oh, that why why would you want to go there?" Yeah, go but there, yeah. I think the more, like you say, more and more people come, and oh, yeah. the new train link is going to increase that massively. Completely, it's, completely. Yeah, people as soon as they get here realize how great it is, don't they? So. That new
1: train line, I'm just like, yes, God, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm in London tomorrow, and. Um, yeah, I just love it. Love yeah. the fun. <laughs> it's so much easier to get to, to get down. Yeah, that's back. awesome. Yeah.
0: All right, let's uh, let's bring it to a close then, cool. So um So, if people wanted to reach out to you and uh, and work with you, how mm-hmm. what's the best way to get in touch? Um?
1: Um, uh, my email is nicola at performanceandmastery dot co dot uk. Check out my website performanceandmastery dot co dot uk. On LinkedIn, um, I'm on LinkedIn, LinkedIn like. yeah, I do loads on LinkedIn. On Instagram, my Instagram is quite golfy because I have a lot of golf followers. Nice. So yeah, it's a very golfy feed on my Instagram. <laughs> um, Twitter, yeah. yeah. All the usuals. Awesome. I'm not really on Facebook so much, but yeah.
0: What's your Twitter handle? Oh, you
1: know El- L- Elwood N- Nicola. Um, at Elwood Nicola, I think,
0: yeah. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, rec- I'd recommend people reach out to you. We've only known each other for a, a brief amount of time. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think uh, we were chatting briefly before we started recording about... Uh, some of the work that you do and things and I could tell straight away that actually I'd quite like to work with you and I think people would get that, um, <laughs> oh, would get that from you when, if they if they reached out so I'd recommend Thank people you. do that so thanks oh, very much for, for coming on
1: you're so welcome uh,
0: before you. we wrap up guys I just wanted to um, give a shout out to the next Man Cave Monday event uh, some regular listeners will know that's a mental health project that I started with Nathan Arnold and Toby the owner of Aikido Gaming Bar so that is the 25th of November 6 to 8pm uh, we've got live music from the Bush Doctors we've got food by Darren Rogan um, and it's open to everybody so please do come along I think Nicola you're going to come along to that one right here as well it would be great Um, and just again before we wrap up thank you to the sponsors City X Visit Lincoln Stokes Tea and Coffee and the White Hart Hotel and tune in next week thanks very much